KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Now playing on the Parker Edison Project. When it comes to the relationship between community members and the police, we have the largest county jail right next to the high school that I graduated from. The school to prison pipeline is very real for students. To this day, when they look out that classroom window and they're told they need to focus on the material at hand. That's up next on the Parker Edison Project. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. Peace, sir. How are you? I'm good. Peace, Parker. How you doing? Excellent. Excellent. AB, you know what my favorite sound is? What's your favorite sound? All right, then. Like, uh, all right then, like two 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 black men, two old black men pass each other, and they just they speak real fast. All right then, that's my favorite sound. I love that. Um, you know what my favorite sound is? What's your favorite sound, bro? I love stepping on autumn leaves. That crunch <laughs> is just a match. <laughs> you you only get to do that like three months a year. Yeah, because the other leaves don't crush like that. You got to wait till autumn. Trudeau. 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 Hey, what, what's your name? Putting Tang. Ask me again and I'll tell you the same. Now my mom used to say that all the time. I don't know what that means. <laughs> my name is Ramel. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You are now tuned to the Parker Edison Project. Good morning, and welcome to the Parker Edison Project. You know we deep in season three, right? I was at a party earlier this year, and the Grammys were playing on the big screen. Just something in the background. That was kind of the theme of the get-together. While having a drink, someone announced Nas won a Grammy for his King's Disease album, produced by Hit Boy from the Inland Empire. The person I was talking to casually mentioned this was a piece of good news because they just saw an article online about how there's a recent spike in crime in that area. And just like that, this statistic in passing became a fact. Another person chimed in at their schedule to be in the Inland Empire for work this week and that they would be a little bit more careful. The conversation and evening went on essentially uneventful, but I too am scheduled to work and visit the Inland Empire and started to wonder about that spike in crime or the legitimacy of this newly acquired fact. I don't know a lot about the Inland Empire and thought this is as good a gateway as any to get familiar. So for episode nine, we're talking about crime in the IE, which by extension could be crime in any West Coast city. What happens in one happens in most, right? So my first step is to talk to somebody from the Inland Empire to find out if they're dealing with the rise in crime. And my second step is to find out what causes it. Easy enough. If you've been with us along the seasons, you already know the host of our MMSM segments, Movies Millennials Should Movie, King Dice is a real mover and shaker up that way. And connoisseur of only the finest cheeseburgers. He put me in contact with somebody who can give me some one-on-one insight. What's your name, sir? Yeah, my name is Chris Castorena, and I'm from the Inland Empire. What do you do for a living, Chris? I'm the Regional Economic Recovery Coordinator for LA County at the Governor's Office of Business and Economic Development. Locally, I am the co-founder of A Better Banning, a community-based organization in my hometown of Banning, California. 
I've been through the Inland Empire and I think I've even been through Banning a couple times, but I'm not super familiar. What's it like? We're in a special place, the San Gregorio Pass, right in between two beautiful mountains. It's hard to, to not feel fortunate, especially when you have really cool neighbors. We're a really diverse community. So being able to spend quality time with people who they think completely different from you, you know, but you have shared lived experiences together. It's a beautiful thing. It's a great place to be, to be able to be inspired, lean into your artistry, funnel that into your professional life, your family life, all of it. Come through, man. Shane, <laughs> your dice is up the street too, so. <laughs> hey, Buddy. shout out to Dice. Shout out. A friend of mine was telling me how there's this odd spike in crime in Fresno or Inland Empire. And uh, that sounds very different from what you're describing. Perception, media sensationalizes everything, right? If you're not in the streets, their firsthand account, everything seems scary. We got a lot of beautiful people here, a lot of talent, people that are passionate about the things that they do and are just trying to survive. What's the relationship like between cops and, and the community in that area? I wouldn't say Inland Empire is unique in most respects when it comes to the relationship between community members and the police. We have the largest county jail right next to the high school that I graduated from. The school to prison pipeline is very real for students to this day when they look out that classroom window and they're told they need to focus on the material at hand. Going into high school, we had about 500 freshmen and we graduated 118. Being able to make it out of that situation, I had community that I leaned on that really looked after me. I'm community made to the bone. Other folks weren't as fortunate. And so the work that I do today is inspired by that. Just like yourself, Parker. What's, what's the one thing you'd wish for your city? I would say participatory systems where your your city hall is actually working with you in your neighborhood on solutions. If you bring in the community, and I mean everyone in the community, not just your typical stakeholder meetings, that's the same demographic being hit. So I think that would be a powerful tool, getting people to dictate where the money goes. God forbid we give people some power. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Chris, how can you mention you mentioned an organization that you're working with? How can listeners who want to support find more about it and maybe even look you up on social media? Well, our social media is uh, at a better banning. We're the youngest organization in our, our community. We started and piloted the first internship opportunity for our students to learn about how the government works, how nonprofits and businesses work together. That's what really builds community. Right. Making sure you have a park down the street, healthcare down the street, all, all of that. Uh, but yeah, find us on there. Uh, we we're not a, a nonprofit yet. We have a MOA, a memorandum of agreement with a another local nonprofit. So our funding goes through them. Uh, so donate to Faith in Action and earmark it with uh, a better banning uh, with that. Uh, we'll get those dollars. We'll put it to good use. We're working on a contract with our city hall right now to oversee the city's first ever youth council that hopefully will be launched by fall of this upcoming year. And we'll be hopefully getting that contract to oversee their uh, programming. Uh, DICE is going to be overseeing that too. So we're really excited. We got some good stuff in the works. Chris has given a picture of a good place. Not perfect, but very appealing. He makes me wonder if anyone from the Department of Justice collecting that data is stopping into cities to make sure the details line up. Also, Chris makes a great point about talking to the people in those cities. This would help put statistics in a proper context. I got in contact with my next guest because he's a guy with access to the kind of guys with access to information way out of my reach.
What's your name and where are we today? I'm Mascari Abdul Muntakam and we're over here at Pillars of the Community. This is Southeast San Diego. Love it. Love it. Uh, where are you from originally? I'm from L.A. Where? I mean, I'm, I'm originally from New Jersey, but uh, ah. I'm, I'm, I'm a transplant to, to Los Angeles. I came out here in 82, so I've been here a long, long time. You have a podcast that deals with gritty content. What's the name of it and what's it about? So Gangsta Gangsta is my podcast. Myself and my co-host, Michael Hall, we talk to gang members about the real consequences of having made the decision to become a gang member. In that, sometimes you, you, you hear some really nice anecdotes and sometimes you hear some horror stories. What do you hope the long-lasting effect of your show is? Well, what we want to be able to do is expand and provide resources and services to the people who already made the decision to become gang members when they were young. They made that decision. That decision is done. It can't undo it. To have them suffer for the rest of their lives is a travesty in my mind. So I want to be able to provide a platform where they can come in, tell their stories, but in addition to that, where people can get resources to move their lives forward. And I want that opportunity for everybody. And I don't want to deny to them simply because they made a decision when they were in their teens to become a gang member. This episode, I'm talking about the IE, but this really applies to a lot of small West Coast cities. Do you have any insight into what might be contributing to the rise in crime in these small cities? on the West Coast. One of the things that I find hilarious mm -hmm. is the notion that there is a rise or decline in crime in communities, um, and this is based on research, that it's an unknowable whether or not crime is rising or declining in any particular place. The way we understand crime is simply the way police uh, report crime and police don't have any obligation. There's no federal standards for how they report crimes. And it's all about reporting as opposed to actual acts. For example, I can punch you in the mouth, right? right? right. And I can get charged with simple assault, aggravated assault, assault with GBI, <laughs> or mayhem, depending on how the prosecutor decides he wants to pro uh, prosecute this. Right. You wanna know if crime is increasing or decreasing? Talk to the people in the neighborhood. You go to them and say, hey man, what's going on, man? Like, what's going on? Is it, is it as bad as it was last year? Or is it worse? Well, you know, because that's what I do when I'm out here. Mm. Man, I would never go to the police and try to figure out what, what the, the neighborhood is like. This is bonkers. I got to hit the books on this and do a little bit of research, but cats need to be on it and, and be listening. Where can my listeners find your podcast? It's on YouTube at Gangsta Gangsta 8300, and you'll find the podcast. We're going to tune in. Yes, sir. We're going to tune in. <laughs> I added a link to Ascari's Gangsta Gangster podcast in the episode show description. Pop over and show him some support. Both he and Chris mentioned the importance of speaking to grassroots contacts for accurate insights on what's happening in any neighborhood. When we come back from break, we'll hear from a young artist and activist who's cultivating those kind of connections all over, East and the West Coast. Stick around. Stay tuned for more, tuned of, the for more of the PEP. In 2023, hip-hop is turning 50 years old, and there's no better way to celebrate this monumental anniversary than by playing the Questions Hip-Hop Trivia Game, based on the acclaimed live event turned online show and podcast of the same name. The Questions Hip-Hop Trivia features 300 cards to challenge and entertain everybody from casual listeners to the most die-hard liner note reading rap nerds. The Questions Hip-Hop Trivia, Available wherever you get games and books, or order yours at www.questionshiphop.com. Hey folks, 
My name is Bob Surratt. I'm a librarian and host of Listener's Advisory, the San Diego Public Library podcast. Listener's Advisory is the audio access point that connects users with SDPL services, facilities, and staff. Tune in twice monthly for a mixture of narrative-driven segments, in-depth interviews, and roundtable discussions about everything from professional recommendations to community-centric matters. Find us wherever you get your podcasts or at mysdpl.org forward slash listeners advisory. KPBS On Demand is supported by the University of San Diego, offering professional and continuing education courses in the areas of business, education, healthcare, and engineering. For enrollment opportunities, visit pce.sandiego.edu. And now back to the PEP. PEP. One hundred eight FM, the last on your dial, but first in your heart. You're in the fresh state. I'm Parker Edison. It's your boy King Dice, and this is Movies Millennial Show Movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got a movie. Uh, this movie is a Spike Lee joint. It's called Do the Right Thing. Ooh. It's about the hottest day in a particular summer in Brooklyn um, and the racial tensions that rise with the temperature. It's crazy. We, we see Giancarlo Esposito in one of his original roles. And that dude, he's a chameleon, man. He can be black, he can be Mexican. He does whatever he wants. You. I love it. Um, it it's, it's super dope. And uh, all I got to say is Radio Raheem. Like Radio oh. Raheem. I love this movie. I'm going to give this movie five radios. You. I'm going to pick uh, More Better Blues. It's, it's young black romance. Go check it out. It's Denzel Washington. It's uh, Wesley Snipes. It's just Bill Nunn. It's just stacked with all types of very, very cool layers. It discusses the way the music is received from the artist to the audience. It goes into little bitty details about world of jazz and it follows this this young man who's a jazz musician who can't pick between two women just go watch it i don't want to tell you how it ends i want to tell you i'm gonna give it uh i'm gonna give it five six top hats i'm gonna give it six, six. top hats yeah 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 i'm parker edison i'm king dice and this is movies millennials should move all right here's what's about to happen i'm gonna get this next cat on the line and he's gonna proceed to pour gems on your head like the ice bucket challenge started this episode with one theory but as we're hashing it out i'm learning these kind of stats might be a symptom of a bigger issue peace brother what's your name and what city are you in my name is jasiri x i'm currently in new orleans but i'm originally from chicago illinois south side specifically and the city that i do my work out of is pittsburgh pennsylvania people know me as a socially conscious hip-hop artist what was called you know movement for black lives or black lives matter came about i was the first hip-hop artist to do a song around Oscar grant I was the first hip-hop artist to do a song around trayvon and so i was an artist that was kind of documenting a lot of these police killings uh, through my music and through my art to raise awareness around them I'm also the founder of an organization based in Pittsburgh called One Hood Media. We're at the intersection of art, activism, media, education, and civic engagement in Pittsburgh. A lot of people don't know Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, traditionally has the poorest working class black community in its country when it comes to inner city poverty. And Pittsburgh also in 2019 was called the worst city in America for a black woman to live. We're in the community in Pittsburgh, like working to transform a lot of these places. Pittsburgh, similarly to San Diego, 
Chicago was called the most livable city in America. But how can it be the most livable city in America if we're dealing with so many systemic issues specifically affecting black people? These are kind of the issues that we face, yeah, and that we're we're pushing back on in Pittsburgh. And we've been able to do it um, using art, culture, and hip hop. So we've been able to kind of take that energy from the protests and kind of use it to begin to kind of transform the political landscape of our city so we can get better policies. This episode started for me hearing about a spike in crime in Central Cali cities. And the first thing I wanted to do was kind of find out what was causing this spike. But then I was like, let me kind of check into the validity of this statistic. So like I said, I know you're, you're tapped into a lot of different cities. What's your take on it? I believe it's a direct response to the nationwide call that came out of the uprising of 2020 to begin to defund police departments. And so we traditionally have like the highest paid police officers in Pittsburgh. In the last five years, our police department's budget increased by $50 million. So if you increase it by $50 million over five years, and then you tell me, oh, crime has gone up, who is that a failure on? Maybe giving more money to the police isn't actually what reduces crime. The highest per capita police to citizens is Chicago, Illinois. Chicago is like the poster child for violence in a city. So if more police meant safer places, then Chicago will be the safest city in the country, but it's not. And it's been an uptick in violence in a lot of places. Now, to put that in perspective, if you put it on a line where you looked at the 90s and 2000s, overall crime is down, mm-hmm. percentage-wise. And if we think that we're just gonna bring more, throw more cops at it, it's weird to me that policing like, it's like they get more money whether they do a bad job or not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and so the way out isn't more police. The way out is actually empowering of pillars in San Diego, pillars of the community that are mm-hmm. doing this work in the community, that are connected to the community, that are helping up, you know, our returning citizens as they come home, right? And mm-hmm. that's how you that's how you improve the situation. They're using this data to try to scare people into thinking that we need like more police. Although the data doesn't suggest that. Wait, 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 wait. Just here you know, you, you're not about to give no more of these jewels. So instead, let me do this. You, you are an artist, you're a musician. Hey, do you have anything that I could play for the people right now? Uh, yes. So um, the last song I put out was uh, called Rob Jeff Bezos. It was really a response to what I saw happening in 2020. Oh, you know, I don't want no harm to come to Jeff Bezos, but you know, I thought it was a clever way to talk about what I saw happening at this transfer of wealth to this super wealthy 1% um, as the rest of us struggle through inflation and all this other stuff. Um, so produced by Black Caesar, legendary Pittsburgh producer. Yeah. Oof. Shout out Sam Snead, by the way. Sam, Sam Snead don't get his, his credit for, for putting Pittsburgh. Sam Snead. That's a different conversation about how Dr. Dre came and took Mailman, Butter, Sam Snead, Black Seas. It, it, like, it like set our music scene back because he just took them all and took them to L.A. And a lot of Pittsburgh producers and writers were a part of that history. They ended up making some of the classic you know, Dr. Dre music. Um, so that's an untold story on the 50th anniversary of hip hop. A lot of people don't know. Bet, bet. Let me hit this song right fast. 
looking out the window with the Draco fully loaded, planning how to rob Jeff Bezos. How much is one trillion when converted into pesos? Turn half into Naira. I got family in Lego. So many walk the earth's surface and they don't know their purpose Not sure of their future so they walk around nervous And the schools don't teach them and that's such a disservice And they treat us like garbage cause we come from where the dirt is And we wear t-shirts of our friends that got murdered And we live with the killers and nobody trying to heal us And they wonder why we walk around with guns and conceal them And the adults are scared so they run from their children They can try to be positive but we ain't gonna feel them If they speaking cliches and don't come with the realness This is life and it's hard and so many don't make it Where's the light, where's the God in this industry of fiction Can you tell me how to make Get out this maze of depression in this very cold world Where they prey on the naked by way of deception And play with aggression when we always got punished But never gave correction So close to the edge with my toes on the ledge Looking over like what happens to your soul when you're dead And I close my eyes and jump like I know I regret But I didn't fall, I started floating instead So close to the edge with my toes on the ledge Looking over like what happens to your soul when you're dead And I close my eyes and jump like I know I regret But I didn't fall, I started floating instead Living life in the clouds The sun is looking so bright to me now Like a kite from the ground Come look at all this light that I found Living life in the clouds The sun is looking so bright to me now Like a kite from the ground Come look at all this light that I found I had a conversation with God in a dream He told me that my trials weren't as hard as they seem If life's a movie, they were just part of a scene But by the end credits, I will have the heart of a king And the lies and the pain and the hurt and the tears Should be celebrated like it was the first of the year That people don't know who they are Cause they searching in fear Then he pointed at my chest and said the church wasn't here And I woke up in a sweat, but my mind was so clear And I felt so light like I could fly through the air No burdens, no stress, no anger, no sadness A bulletproof vest for all the danger and the madness Revelation came in the form of a message That I am God too If I was born of his essence And what I thought was tragic Was more than a blessing In the shadow of death But the Lord's my shepherd I'll rise Living life in the clouds The sun is looking so bright to me now Like a kite from the ground Come look at all this light that I found Living life in the clouds The sun is looking so bright to me now Like a kite from the ground Come look at all this light that I found Quick update. It turns out the person at that Grammy party was sharing a slightly outdated statistic from the year 2020. The FBI issues annual reports of violent crimes in every city in California, which include robbery, assault, and worst. The FBI quarterly report from September 2022 lists the most dangerous cities in California as Stockton, yeah, Anaheim, yeah, Modesto, that sounds about right, Fresno, Visalia, yeah, Oceanside. El Cajon, San Diego and Vista, IE's not even on the list. Hey, is this right? Hey, is this right? Hey, is this right? 
Thanks for stopping in. The Parker Edison Project is produced and hosted by yours truly, Parker Edison, and of course, the good people at Platform Collection. Be sure to subscribe and catch the next episode on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any comments or questions, visit theparkeredisonproject.com or hit us on Instagram at the P.E. Project. Chris Reyes is head of audio production. Lisa Jane Morissette is operations manager, and John Decker is associate general manager for content. This programming is made possible in part by the KPBS Explorer Content Fund. I love saying that because it reminds me of Sesame Street. Y'all stay safe out there. KPBS On Demand is supported by the San Diego County Toyota dealers, whose commitment to customers extends to giving back to the community and who are proud to support the City of San Diego lifeguards with their important role of keeping our beaches safe. Toyota. Let's go places.